When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From props to parlays to totals and spreads, it's time for Odds and Enzo. A feature of the Fans First Sports Network. It's time to sweat it out. Here's your hosts, Ian St. Clair and Adam Malnati. Adam, remember when the Broncos traded for kicker Will Lutz? Yes. And this was after they released Brandon McManus. Yes. And gave a tryout to Brett Maher, Maher. but then cut him. And fans and some of the media to go back to a line from the nineties, got their panties in a bunch. Let's fast forward to week seven. Will Lutz is the reason the Broncos beat the green Bay Packers and Brett Maher was released by the Los Angeles Rams. Maher. Maher by Calvin Klein. I just feel like it should be a, like you should say it with a raspy voice and it should be like a, it's a, it's a fragrance and it stinks uh, because it can't make a field goal. So yeah, it's, um, it, I don't know. I, I always find it funny when, when people get all up in arms over kickers, but then also they're pr- usually the same people that are like fantasy football shouldn't use kickers. Okay. Well, which, which the one Venn diagram for that is a circle. It is just a circle. It's just a solid circle. And it just says idiot on it. Um, <laughs> somebody's gonna get mad at me for that. I, I, you know, good for Will Lutz, you know, as, Lutz as, ride. Yeah, as, as you are wont to say, Lutz ride. I think it works, uh, works well there. And big um, nuts, Lutz, big nuts. Lutz is a good one as well. Let's, let's be fair. It's not like he's had a perfect season, but, 
Uh, neither have the Broncos. He's so, been he's been perfect after that miss yeah. in the opener. Yeah. So you know what are we talking about here? It's it's going to be fine. Um, I, you know I think here's what I think is interesting, and I uh, you know you know how I live out of town, right? I live I live far away, and I I live in in a place where there are many many Bears fans and also many Packer fans, right? That's what the Midwest is. Some Vikings fans and whatnot. There's other fans as well. Um, and I thought it was interesting because when I would talk to people about this game and they would ask me how I felt about it, I, I always had the same reaction. And I don't know if you have this reaction to the Broncos beating the Packers, but my reaction was, yeah, they did win. I it's, That's pretty much all I've been able to muster here. And I don't know if that makes me a bad person or if I'm just jaded at this point, I think probably the second one jaded is, is certainly uh, accurate, but I really haven't had any other reaction to it other than yes, they won the game. My reaction is I don't care. What, what is, what has changed? Are they suddenly going to go on a winning streak? Does anyone honestly believe that that win over the Packers is what is going to spark a 10-game winning streak where they become unbeatable, where they play unbelievable complimentary football, where Russell Wilson is the Russ from Seattle, where the defense is the defense of 2015? I No. So it's what's changed? How has anything changed? Ooh, you got your jollies because they won a meaningless game against a bad football team. The only thing that means anything is they didn't make more awful history in the process. They could have been the first Broncos team ever to start a season 0-4 at home. So at least they avoided that. You know, it's interesting you say that. Uh, historical moments in sports franchise history, whichever franchise you follow or or whatnot, and obviously people listening to this are Bronco fans for the most part, I've I've come to realize they matter very little. The iteration of this Denver Broncos team, this, this Denver Broncos iteration, has nothing to do with the 2003 Denver Broncos, which, if I recall correctly, weren't that good. And maybe I'm wrong about that. I'd have to, and now i got to go back into the memory banks. But my, my point is, there's no player connection there. There's no coaching connection there. There's at this point, there's not even an ownership connection there. And so to say that this team could have been the first Denver Broncos team to lose the first four home games. Okay. Who cares? What is that? What are the teams in the past doing to help this team? Nothing. What, what is that going to impact in the future? Other than uh, perhaps a higher draft pick or a lower draft pick, depending on where their record ends up. And so beating the Packers, like I said, is sort of a, Okay. You know, they won. Like the fan in me is, is struggles with this because I want the excitement. I want. We talked about this in the in the preseason. We talked about this after Sean Payton was hired. We've talked about this ad nauseum. I want to be excited. I want to enjoy my Sundays. I hell, I want to be pissed off when they lose. I haven't been pissed off when I'm, they lose for a while now. Yeah, I'm neither of those things. I get my excitement watching the two teams in this city that are actually worth watching, who actually bring entertainment. 
I'm not going to mention them because I don't yeah. want to jinx anything. The Rapids and but the Mammoth. That, that's where I, yeah, there you go. The Rapids like, and the, the Mammoth. The Broncos are the Rockies. Ooh, yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, you know, I, it's, I, it's... I, I, I legitimately do not care. And I get some fans are so invested that they care about meaningless wins like the one on Sunday against the Packers. I don't. Like, I want this team to be what it was. I'm not going to get excited over a game in the middle of October that means literally nothing. It's not going to change anything. And I think that's the biggest talking point where you're here, former players in the media now and some fans say, well, I just enjoy the wins. Really? You do? They've won so much over the last seven years. Okay. And then the players will say, well, the players, the, 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 their, their career is too short to not play to win. Really? So what have they been doing the last seven years? Have they not been playing hard enough? Have they not done enough? Because they haven't done anything over the last seven years but lose. So if that's what it takes, it's time to get new bodies in here who actually want to win games at a clip where it's not against bad teams. Well, and, and... I mean, I... I, I I'm fed up with this. I am fed up with the mediocrity, with the acceptance of mediocrity, with the acceptance of one win against a bad football team makes people feel good. If you want to feel good, watch the Avs or the Nuggets. That's a team that's entertaining and worth watching. You, you the meant Broncos the Mammoth. are not. The Mammoth and the Rapids. Is and the Rapids. Mammoth and the Rapids. That's what you meant to say. We're not allowed to talk about that. We have... We have issues with that. We're supposed to, you know, there's there, you can't put it out in the ether. But I, you, you used a word there that I think is interesting, and I wanna, I wanna go back to it. You used the word mediocrity. Well, if something's mediocre, just, just by definition, it is, meh. So, uh, yeah, it's not great. This team isn't mediocre. This franchise is yeah, not a um, mediocre yeah. franchise. It's a bottom An insult franchise. to mediocrity. It is, and and. I think that's something that we have to acknowledge that we're not talking about mediocre right now. We're talking about a a franchise that has fallen into the same category as teams that are perennially bad. Like the Browns have been for so many years, even though now you could make the argument that the Browns are potentially turning around. I don't know the bills for so long, the Bengals for so long. I mean, hell they were the bungles. Right. And I, I do know that sports is cyclical and, and teams are going to go through. And especially in the NFL, you're going to go through your highs and lows, but you do have your perennial bad teams that can't seem to put it together. And when they do put it together, it's for a short period of time. You don't get runs like the Patriots, uh, since the early 2000s, as good as they were for so long, because uh, that just doesn't happen very often. And, and we, we all know why that happened, because they lucked into this great quarterback and had uh, the ball bounce their way in certain ways. It's just, it's too much luck. You, you know that the Chiefs are what the Chiefs are, for example, and we'll obviously have to talk about them because that's who the Broncos are about to play again. But the Chiefs are what the Chiefs are because they have really, really high talent uh, at the most important position. And they've got what, quite frankly, is, and I know that we you're you're gonna say something 
to the contrary, but I think you're coming around on this. They've got a very good head football coach. They have. Oh, they uh, do. I, I, I've, I've completely come around on Andy Reid. Like, it's hard and I've to. said this multiple times. It's hard not to like Andy Reid when he has the ability to make fun of himself. It's hard not to like somebody who can do that. He doesn't take himself so serious that he doesn't realize that he loves food and he knows he has a weight problem, but he doesn't care. And he plays off of that. How do you not like that? You, you, you end up coming around on, on guys like that. It's just sort of like many of us have, have sort of become somewhat uh, less hateful of Tom Brady. Cause quite frankly, he's funny. His, his social media game is, is solid. He, his commercials are pretty, pretty funny. Uh, you know, I have no problems with, with him as a person. I don't like that. Tom Brady was the, was the guy who was always in the way for the Denver Broncos and for Peyton Manning. And that was, that was always an issue. And, and it did become annoying to watch the Patriots win and win and win and win and win. But let, let me remind you that without Tom Brady, the Patriots don't beat the Raiders. And maybe we're talking about a Raiders team that uh, won a Super Bowl in the last 40 years. Because right now we're not. I'm just saying. So it, it is something there. You know, sports is funny that way. Sports is funny how you 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 sort of grow in and out of things. And I also think, and this is something that might be a more of a, uh, you know, sort of a philosophical discussion. But I do think that I have become much more mellow about the teams that I love just because of my age, because of the things I've seen, because of uh, the, the, the things that I have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. And I watch my son, and I'll use him as an example because I do think it's funny. I watch him get just so angry at the Broncos or the Yankees, as people know we're Yankee fans. Or uh, he was he was mad at the Nuggets last night, not a team that shall not be named, because they uh, had gone up big against the Lakers uh, in that in their season opener, and then all of a sudden the, the score was within like seven points. And he was like, whoa, he was very upset. And then, you know, if you don't know what happened in the, 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 in the Lakers nuggets season opener, the, the nuggets won. you know, they won pretty handily. by 12. Yeah. They won by 12. You were there, you know, you saw it, you know, you, know, you were there. So it's funny because I don't, I'm not angry. I'm not, I'm not like throwing things at the TV mad about stuff. I'm, I'm disappointed. And, and it's, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm not looking, I'm not angry. I'm just, I'm just disappointed. And, and that's really funny to say coming off of a win, coming off of a victory, coming off of something that uh, I don't know, even two or three years ago, I would have said, this is it. This is the turnaround. But we said this on the last show. I think it was the last show. If they're going to win a game, then they better win the rest of the games because that's the only way it matters. And so they won a game. They beat the Packers. Yay. The only way this game matters, beating the Packers, is if they then go on a very improbable run that takes them to the playoffs. That shows I'll say it. Russell Wilson has it. The only way it matters is if they beat the Chiefs. Because as much as I have said that the Chiefs' offense hasn't looked the way that it's looked in the past, I think that's the level to which Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have this offense. It's still a top-five offense. Of course. 
because they have Travis Kelsey. I mean, <laughs> and they have Patrick Mahomes. But the thing is, and you said you you basically touched on this. It's time to stop treating the Broncos with kid gloves. It's time to stop living in denial. We're on seven years of this. That win against the Packers changes nothing. It changes nothing. It's still a losing franchise. It's still a locker room full of players who don't know how to win because they don't do it consistently. And the only way it's going to happen is if Sean Payton gets his guys in there. And you can't tell me that he's content with the guys that are currently in that locker room. And that might be a debate for another day, but the only way it changes is if they beat the Chiefs. And no one listening to this honestly believes that's going to happen. So what was the point? That's a, that is exactly right. And you know what's, what's interesting beyond that, and you talk about Sean Payton's got to get his own guys in there. Well, the only way he does that is by getting rid of people that are not his guys. And we've been talking about a fire sale, tearing it down, blowing it up, whatever, whatever term you want to use for the Broncos deciding to just send everybody away, right? Trade everyone, get rid of Judy. We talked, we've already talked about this. It's been the, the conversation of the season. Who do you trade? How can you, how all what, of what, them. what do you get in compensation for this guy, for that guy? What, what do you expect? Who's, who's on the block? Who's not? Everybody's on the block as we've always said. And I think that one of the things that becomes part of this discussion is, are there going to be moves that are made? Because at this point, what are we? It's uh, a, a less than a week away as this recording is being done, which I know we're not supposed to timestamp things, but here we are. Uh, and not a lot's happening. That doesn't mean things I don't won't think, happen, but the trade deadline fast approaches. I don't think a lot will happen because I'm not convinced that this organization knows what needs to happen. And it's not like I'm in any voice to speak on going to happen or what should happen. I'm a fan, but I do know I lived during the Pat Bowen days and he would have never accepted this on any level. He would have already blown it up. And I, I, I'm not convinced that there are going to be moves made because I don't think everyone in that organization realizes what needs to happen. I think Sean Payton does, but he's going to have to convince his boss that this needs to happen. And I don't know if that's going to happen until after the season. It'll be an, it'll be an interesting uh, sort of, I don't want to call it a soap opera, but the drama will, will be interesting to watch just to see how they play that out. Now, to be fair, we do, we do probably need to talk about this game against the Kansas City Chiefs. It is a home game. Uh, I believe one of your bold predictions in the preseason was that the Broncos were going to beat the Chiefs once. Do you stand by that? No, I okay. do not at all. I, want to make sure I walk we that back. <laughs> Way back. Walk that back to, to you know, the Stone Age if you can. Uh, yeah, it's. I, I, I just have to say, we've talked about this. We've now just accepted that the Broncos are on a 16-game losing streak to the Kansas City Chiefs. The modern version of the Denver Broncos have lost 16 
straight games to the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, since he became the starter for the Chiefs, has never lost to the Broncos. And there's a portion of the fan base and Denver media who are content with a win over the Packers, knowing that is lingering over this franchise. I'm sorry. That says everything about that the current state of this franchise than anything. And I'm not accepting it. It's a, you know, it's an interesting point and not to bring the Raiders into it, but I think they haven't beat the Raiders in a few years as well. So uh, <laughs> I think it's seven. I think it is. It's like seven games. Like think about, think about that against the AFC West, the three teams that they really do have to beat to be contenders that they don't beat them. They beat the chargers, I guess. So yeah, I think that says more about Brandon Staley and the chargers <laughs> say, than it does the Broncos. If I was, if I was a charger fan, I'd be like, we can't even beat the Broncos. You guys, nobody else in the division be, loses to the Broncos, but we lose to the Broncos. That should say something. I would, I would argue that, the the Chargers made a massive mistake because they could have had Sean Payton as their head coach if they would have just fired Brandon Staley, and they didn't. And now Sean Payton is the Denver Broncos head coach. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It hasn't been great so far. I'll get, I will say that. But it is part of the equation, and it is an interesting sort of look at what happens in the history of this division if Sean Payton ends up taking over and being the guy who starts guiding Justin Herbert. What happens? Because I don't want to know that. Thankfully, we don't. Thank, thankfully, we don't. But but it sort of is an interesting, like, if you, you know, people always talk about, well, if this guy went here or if this guy went there, and I started having this conversation with the old man who hasn't been referenced recently on the show. So, I'll you know, if you, you know, a little shout out to the old man. We were talking about uh, Schwarber, Kyle Schwarber, and just how good he's been with the Philadelphia Phillies. And I live in the Chicagoland area, and I know many a, a Cubs fan who gets frustrated that he got, you know, essentially dismissed from the team after the after the Cubs won the World Series in 2016. And it's funny because I I I think about that. If Schwarber had stayed with the Cubs, he wouldn't be the Schwarber that we see today. And I think it's the same thing with with all of these players throughout the entire realm of sports. If anybody goes to a different place, their story changes. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not still great or still good or whatever. But we talk all the time about, you know, Patrick Mahomes could have been a bear. Patrick Mahomes with the Bears is not the Patrick Mahomes that we know today. He's probably still very good. I will not take that away from him. But he's not looking at uh, being called the greatest quarterback of all time like he is right now. So that's something that, you know, I think is a really interesting discussion for maybe a different show. But I guess I'm happy that the Broncos got Sean Payton partly for that reason because they'd be over for whatever against the AFC West for a long, long time if Sean Payton ended up <laughs> with the Chargers. So that's that's something that I'm happy about. But going into this game against Kansas City, I suppose I suppose we do have to preview it a little bit. We do have to talk about it. So I'll give I'll start. I'll give you my key to the game, which I got I got sort of slapped by by Hart for this one, which I I don't know why he felt like he needed to take a shot at me, but here we go. I'll just read it like I've been doing because it helps me. 
And I, I just mentioned that you have been saying on the show, on our show, the Chiefs offense is not as good as they used to be. You made mention of it. I appreciated that you said that. It doesn't mean they're not a good offense, just not as good as they were two years ago or whatever. They do have Mahomes and Kelsey, but they can be slowed down, which the Broncos did the last time they played them, although I still think that was sort of you know just a lion toying with a mouse. That means they have a chance to get a win if they can exploit the fact that Kansas City, while still really good, might not be the juggernaut they used to be. So how do you exploit that? Every offensive possession can end no worse than a kick, whether that's a touchdown, a field goal, or a punt. You cannot turn the football over because you cannot give Patrick Mahomes extra chances because what he will do with those extra chances is score points. And that's that's just it. You have to ensure that you don't give him any more chances than are just going to be available to him in a normal football game. For me, it ties into all of this. Show up on offense. For the Broncos to win this game, they have to score at least 24 points. I don't think they can because I think the best thing about this Chiefs team, aside from Patrick Mahomes, is this defense. I think that Chiefs defense is really, really, really good and is going to be one of the main reasons they probably end up in the Super Bowl again. I, th- I think you're absolutely right about that. Um, players to watch, just as we as I go through our little uh, you know, preview here. Any any player you think is worth watching? We'll start on defense. Nobody on defense. I'm going to give you one player to watch. Oh, okay. Patrick Mahomes. Sure. Sit back and watch the man play football. Watch him play the position the way it's supposed to be played. Because we haven't had anyone in Denver like that since Peyton Manning. Yeah, enjoy And it. we saw it. We saw it for 17 years when the Chiefs were in the position that we're in, wondering, man, I wonder what it's like to have a Hall of Fame quarterback. They know That's now. how they felt with John Elway. Uh-huh. And so sit back and watch Patrick Mahomes tear apart the Broncos defense because rest assured what happened in Kansas city on Thursday night football is not going to happen again. It's interesting. I I do actually have a player to watch on defense and I think it's going to be PJ lock. Why not? He played all right against the Packers. Let's see if he can, you know, do something. I, you know, I was watching Rich Eisen. You guys know I will mention Rich Eisen often. And he made mention of the fact that the Broncos had um, kind of slowed Travis Kelsey in that game in Kansas City on Thursday night. And, and I, I thought that was funny. <laughs> I, I, I chuckled as well because how many yards did Travis Kelsey have in that game? And how many catches did he have in that game? It was insane. He didn't score a touchdown. That was Rich Eisen's point. Well, but he didn't score a touchdown. Okay, but he had like like twenty catches or something. He had, I'm sure it wasn't twenty, but he it was like a hundred and something yards on sixteen catches on nineteen targets. Like it was, you know, maybe PJ Locke can stop Travis Kelsey. Didn't couldn't even get through it. Couldn't even get through it. I don't know. Don't don't watch anybody. You got a score prediction? I'm actually bringing up the stats from that game. I I know you're looking up the stats. I just, I know you are because you're like, really? Come on, Rich. Come on. That's as bad as your, as your Raiders take last year. So to give you an idea of how bad that take is, 
Travis Kelsey not only had nine catches for 124 yards That's what it was. and an average of 13.8 yards, at no point, at no point did the Broncos stop or contain him because Travis Kelsey was targeted nine times. He had nine catches. Hmm. I'm sorry. You can't stop or contain somebody who has nine targets with nine catches. Well, but he didn't have 10. It wasn't 10. They, see, they they limited him to nine targets. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. That was funny. I mean, I, 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 okay. That That's a reach beyond a Big reach. reach. Like it even was, stretch arm, think, even stretch to, Armstrong. To be fair to Rich Eisen, far. who, you know, friend of the show, I'm sure he's a, a, a listener who who's always tuning into the podcast. I, I'm quite certain of it. Although that may just be uh, my own, um, my own imagination. I, I do think after he said it, even he was like, I could see in his face, even he was kind of like, uh, maybe not the Broncos. That might not be a, a great example. Um, he was more so talking about touchdowns, I think, which, are not the only thing that happened in a game. So yeah, I, it's a, it's a pretty solid one. I, I did write down my score prediction. Would you, would you like me to say mine and then you want to do yours? Or you want to go first? I'll go first. Okay. 37, 13 chiefs. Oh, we are super close, super close. I, I went uh with 27, 12. So we have many of the same numbers. Uh, I, I think that the chiefs once again, are going to toy with the Broncos. That was just the way that game looked to me uh, in Kansas City, that it was, we know we can score whenever we need to. We'll make sure we we put it out of reach. We'll get a touchdown when necessary, but we're not going to do any any ridiculousness. I think you're going to get a very similar outcome here. I think Will Lutz has a, a big game. Go, Will. And, you know, let's, let's, let's ride, as we've been saying here. But I don't. I don't get the impression that that it's going to be a major blowout. And and yes, I am fully aware that I am calling for a 15 point win for the <laughs> for the Chiefs, which is a blowout. But it's just going to be another ho hum. We'll score when we need to. It's not that big a deal. We'll take care of business. We're the Kansas City Chiefs. It'll be that kind of game, and it'll end up being 27-12. That's the way I see it. Given what the Chiefs just did to the Chargers, they're going to carry that momentum in, and they're going to curb stomp Denver. They're okay. not going to toy with them. They're going to they're going to drop thirty seven. It could potentially be more. Okay. Like I would not be surprised if there's a forty burger. Potent. I, I don't want to say a fifty burger because I don't think Andy Reid would have Patrick Mahomes play that long. I would not be surprised if they get into the 40s. Yeah. They're not going to toy with the Broncos because that offense started to click against the Chargers last week. They they're going to carry that into Denver, and they're not going to toy with them. They're not going to be a mouse playing with a a lion playing with a mouse. They're just going to eat it. Chomp, just chomp. I like that. All right. Well, that's fine. Yeah. So you take the over, which is remember, remember, kids, take the over. I'm pretty sure that's the over. So yeah, enjoy that one. All right. Uh, any other, anything else of note that we got to talk about about this particular game, or should we move on to our whip around the league, take a look at the AFC West, see what other games we're we're interested in? Uh, that's that's probably the next move here. Yeah, let's just we can avoid this game. We talked <laughs> way too much about it to begin with. Let's just let's just stop. It's starting to hurt. It's start it's starting to hurt. All right. Well, the week does kick off Thursday night, but let's look at the AFC West first. 
Um, obviously, Broncos uh, play the Chiefs. That's out of the way. The Bears and Chargers link up uh, in Los Angeles. Ooh, talk about a great pillow fight. Yeah. So that might that might How be is a that fun Sunday one. night football? Well, I think when the when the schedule makers made the schedule, that looked like it could potentially be a good game. Uh, and then Monday night is the Raiders and the Lions. So, you know, there's that. Um, I It's interesting. I th- actually think that the Bears probably pull out a win here against the Chargers. I don't know why. I just get that impression um, that they're going to get a win on Sunday night. I think that the Chargers are going to be – the Chargers are bad. I don't have any faith in the Chargers. And I, I don't – I'm, you know, Chargers going to charge her. But I do think the Raiders lose to the Lions. The Lions are going to bounce back against – uh, the Raiders, they got, they talk about curb stomped. The Ravens absolutely curb stomped the Lions. And and I think they're going to curb stomp the, yes. the Raiders because of it. Sometimes you take your frustration out on the next opponent because you can't play the same opponent twice uh, it, when they're not in division. So, yeah, uh, the Raiders are probably going to feel the wrath of the Lions. Talk about a lion playing with a mouse. That, that certainly is something that uh, you're going to see. Uh, I do want to go back to that Thursday night game, the the one that is uh, going to kick off week eight, the Buccaneers at the Bills. The The Bills lost a game to the Patriots. They should not have lost. Who are so bad. I, I Honestly, I look at this Bills team, and I know you're a big hater of Josh Allen, and we, we all know that's well-documented, whatever. Modern Jeff George. It is shocking to me that this Bills team loses the games that they lose. It blows me away the teams that they lose to. And they are and I, and I'll say it because example of a team that plays down to their competition. And I, I think it's entirely because of Josh Allen. Because could be he right. is not, he, he's not a reliable quarterback. He made that, that the first throw of the game was a turnover. That was a horrible throw that set the tone for the rest of that game. So, I've said it. I thought the Bills were going to have a, a regress with how tough their schedule was, and I just don't buy into Josh Allen. This solidifies it. And I would not be surprised if they lose to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has a really, really good defense. Yes, they do. And so, Baker Mayfield is playing okay. Not great, but he's playing He's playing okay. He seems to have found himself in Tampa. So, you know, there's that as well. It's nice when you have weapons like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and you can kind of lean on that. But uh, it, it is something that, you know, talent shines through. Um, I'm looking through the rest of the games here. There's There was an outcome, and it was the last game of the week for Week 7. I've been surprised by how bad the 49ers' defenses looked the last two weeks mm-hmm. against the Browns yes. and the Vikings. Because I think if that defense is complete, they're probably the most complete team in the league. But now the question is starting to rise. Is Brock Purdy really the guy? Because when he's put in a situation where he needs to be the guy, it doesn't look like he's capable of doing it. And he looks like the last pick in the draft. And there was a reason he was the last pick in the draft. Yeah. I don't know why anybody would have ever looked at him and thought he was a a solid NFL prospect says the guy who has been touting the fact that I called out Brock Purdy a few years ago as a solid NFL prospect. Uh, <laughs> I did. And I'll stay, I will stand by it. I, I do think he, he works well in Kyle Shanahan's system. I think this Bengals game will be a, an opportunity to bounce back. The Bengals have not been 
what the Bengals were supposed to be. They have they have been a team that looks beatable. Uh, the Vikings, to me, that Vikings loss is interesting because, quite frankly, the Vikings are a, a, a team that wins one-score games. They won a bunch of them last year, so they, they're in games a lot. So being in a game and then getting a win doesn't surprise me. It does surprise me that that defense doesn't just absolutely destroy that Vikings team. And it is raising the questions about what Brock Purdy is. But I think this Bengals game will be one where they can they can bounce back. It's it's at home on the West Coast in the afternoon. That's it's tough to travel west like that for teams on the eastern half of the of the world, obviously, and you know, on the eastern side of the Mississippi River. So it would not surprise me to see the San Francisco 49ers bounce back here. But it is something that it warrants paying attention to, right? The the life of Brock Purdy as an NFL quarterback is an interesting one. And it could change pretty quickly if they continue to lose, if they continue to have this slide. So uh, definitely one worth taking a look at, you know, taking a peek at. Uh, Rams-Cowboys looks interesting to me just because it does. I don't know. That that popped to me when I saw that. That Cowboys defense is really good, uh, but they can, be, they can be beat. I mean, we watched the 49ers just absolutely demolish them. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do against the Rams. I don't know. Any other games you want to talk about? Not so much games, but a team. I, I think there's rightly a focus on the Miami Dolphins and Mike McDaniel and Tua Tagovailoa and that and that and that Dolphins offense. But they haven't beaten anybody. Yeah, who have they beat? So the the two times that they've played legitimate good teams. I mean, and I think I think the Bills are a good team. I don't think they're going to be. I don't. I don't. I don't think they're going to be a contender for the Super Bowl this year. I just don't think they're that good. But the Eagles, legitimately, despite what happened to the Jets, a really, really good team. What do the Dolphins look like against the New England Patriots? They should win that game. They should blow the Patriots out. I, I'm curious to see what the Dolphins start to look like when they play teams that they have to compete with if they want to be a contender? It's it's a really good question, and it's one of those things where the week that the Chiefs absolutely demolished the Bears, the comparisons were made between the Chiefs and the Dolphins because the Dolphins were com- were completely demolishing the Denver Broncos. And here we are just a few weeks later. Those comparisons have dwindled a little bit, and you will, you, you have – both teams playing what the league believes are bad football teams. The Chiefs playing the Broncos, the Dolphins playing the Patriots. Do you get a repeat of that week when everything was so horrible for us Bronco fans, you know, having 70 points dropped on you? Or do we see more cracks in the Dolphins veneer? Are they more of a gilded, you know, a gilded dolphin, if you will? I was going to call him a gilded pony, but I think think that's the wrong analogy there. But a gilded dolphin, right? Are they just are they fools gold a little bit? And are the Chiefs still the Chiefs? We're going to get an answer to two questions about two teams that could be on a collision course for an AFC Championship. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.